Coming up this week on the Smitty and Mitty Show, it's J.D. Bunkus from The Good Show. That guy needs to be on our show. He's a Toronto 6 and a White Horse 10. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Toronto 7, all right? Coming up next. And now. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Start your engines! 90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. The show that's got everyone saying... You're so dumb. For real. With Smitty. What you just said is one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And Smitty. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? you. That's my name. <laughs> this is the Smitty Mini Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mini Show here for another week here on your podcast platforms, wherever you're listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Goldline Curling, the choice of champions, and Dave Middleton at Sunlight Financial in King Carden. Life is brighter under the sun. A little bit of a change up this week, and we're apologizing for that. It's not the Smitty and Mini Show. It is just the Smitty Show. Just Smitty in for you here this week on the podcast platforms. As Mitty is off for a uh, very special, very, very, very important reason. He's a dad now. He had his baby this past week as Blakely Middleton, or should I say her full name, Blakely Wilda Kelly Middleton, born earlier this week. And Tyler, uh, so proud of you, man. Congratulations. Make sure you enjoy all these times. Make sure you uh, you soak it all in. And uh, when you're tired of being a dad, you can come run back here to me and we can record some podcasts, radio shows, TV shows, whatever it may be. I know he wants to be here with me right now recording this, but hey, there are more important things going on. And uh, it all starts there with that little one. So congrats to you and Kara. Starting things off on the show this week, we're going to talk to J.D. Bunkus in a little bit, but Tyler is here for that one, so you're going to hear his voice at least a little bit throughout the course of this episode, and we're excited to bring you that one with J.D. Bunkus, the host of The Good Show on Fan 590. If you're looking for more of the sports banter and sports talk between me and Mitty, well, I promise you he'll be back. We're hoping for next week's podcast we'll be back in studio together at least to record and give you guys some of that sports banter. But in the meantime, make sure you go and check out our YouTube page. There's lots of interviews there. We're going to make sure we start getting the interviews on Rogers TV uploaded to our YouTube page. Of course, make sure you follow us on our social media channels, Smitty Mitty Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, check us out on the Smitty Mini Show on 560 CFOS, Saturdays and Sundays, and stmarysradio.com as well. And hey, we're also on Rogers TV London Friday nights at 6.30, so make sure you check us out there as well. Some exciting stuff that I am super pumped to share this week as the Intercounty Baseball League and the London Majors, the team that I call play-by-play for, back in action. Live sports in Ontario, super exciting for a lot of people to get back out to the ballpark. That happened over the weekend as the Majors opened up on Friday night, winning their home opener in dramatic and big fashion against the Toronto Maple Leafs and then going to Welland on Saturday for a big win as well. They're off to a fantastic start. As I record this, I'm actually getting ready to head off for a Sunday night ball game against the defending champion Barry Baycats. So lots of exciting action going on in local sports news. Also, you're going to want to make sure you tune in to the podcast 
next week. I know we don't usually forecast who's coming on, but an exciting uh, guest is we have a former Stanley Cup champion and a local resident of London as well joining us on the podcast next week. So if you have any ideas of who that is, feel free to let us know. We might hint at it throughout the week. But other than that, we're going to get things started right away here on the podcast this week as we welcome on the co-host of Good Show on Fan 590, weekdays, Monday to Friday. You can check him out there with his co-host, Ben Ennis, who we've had on the show before. It is J.D. Bunkus. J.D., thanks for joining us. No problem, boys. Just host of Good Show, though. You know, oh, I'm the host. Ben Ben is the co-host. That's the way that it works. <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring know, this I, up, but like between the two I of you, you are the second one on this mini mini show. I don't know if that's like, I don't know what happened there, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. We kind of, we stole your whole bag, you know, like you guys did a thing. We stole your thing. Do something about it. <laughs> well, I think it's because like, look, Ben was on first, but you're on TV. He wasn't on TV. Yeah, he wasn't on the TV. Right? You got so, that on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw you on Tim and Friends. We're like, that guy needs to be on our show. We don't that want Ben anywhere TV near guy. the TV. I think I said he's he's a Toronto 6 and a Whitehorse 10. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Toronto 7, all right? You said I get this haircut. You'll see a Toronto yeah. 7 in the flesh. No, I'm ready. I'm uh, I'm ready for a cut. Uh, and I am definitely better looking for television than Ennis, no matter what he says. It just makes more sense. Camera loves me. You guys see it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, I agree. There's no fight with me. Uh, let's yeah. go right to right to the Yukon. You uh, you grew up yeah. there. And yeah. I mean, small town or, or smallish town comparatively. Yeah. Like, why did you want to leave and, and get to, you know, into the sports media? I know you originally went to school for with a law degree or, or a law mm-hmm. in, in some way. Undergrad. That, undergrad that makes yeah. absolutely no sense why you make the transition to uh <laughs> why you'd make the transition over to radio so why'd you do that so i love the yukon i'm super proud to be a yukoner um i i look back on my time there it's like some of the still most fond memories of my entire life uh i just think that a lot of people have to get out of northern remote communities to pursue bigger dreams and it's an unfortunate reality but I also actually do take a lot of pride in the fact that I am someone who's, you know, in a visible position that is from such a small, isolated place, because that's the thing about it, man. Like I used to play in hockey tournaments or basketball tournaments, and you'd have to drive hours and hours just to get, you know, the wheels beat off you by some team from Southern Ontario or from Alaska. And yeah, it's just, it's how far it is away. And you start to realize that as adult, like I live in Toronto now and if someone's like, hey, drive out to Pickering, I'm like, are you out of your mind? Do you know how far that is from where I am in the West End of Toronto? And here I used to be on hockey buses that would drive to, you know, British Columbia and you'd be on the bus for 18 plus hours. So um, I left because it didn't have the opportunities that I wanted. There's no university in the Yukon. Uh, so I, I motored to this school here, Carleton University, which I'm also still a proud graduate of. And uh, yeah, I took a law degree, an undergrad in law, which was awesome because it actually taught me that I didn't really love being a lawyer. <laughs> the, the idea of being a lawyer is cool. Really cool. You watch TV and you think I can talk. Being a lawyer is cool, but it's actually reading, reading, then talking. I, I hate reading. So um, yeah, I ended up taking a shot. Sorry. I don't know if that totally lost my mic, but um I took a shot at this sports journalism thing. I went to Centennial College here in Toronto. God, I got to refine this story, get it a little shorter for you guys. It's way too long. Um, I went to Centennial College. I met a couple of people, including Shai Davidi, and they kind of helped shepherd me towards going to Sportsnet. Started as an intern, grinded my way up, kept doing all the jobs nobody wanted to do. 
uh, kept talking a lot of trash <laughs> and eventually, you know, started cracking mics and doing podcasts in my own time for free. And eventually, you know, you put enough reps together where you can start to put some demos in front of some people. And um, it's, you know, hard work meets opportunity kind of thing. I hate to sound cliche, but that's really all it was. And then that opportunity was meeting Ben Ennis, who, uh, yeah, just really saw a lot of potential with the two of us working together. We were kindred spirits and had a vision for a show and haven't looked back since, boys. Yeah, that, was that. Also, that was like yeah. 15 minutes, I felt like. That's perfect. The less we talk and the more you talk. And the that's it that. for the show yeah, this week. Thank you for tuning tricks. in. <laughs> no, you media people to talk about themselves. You're like, what a hard gig that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One, two questions. We got the half hour. We're good. All right. We are set and uh, done. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah wow. Loved uh, it. Had no, a blast. It all starts somewhere, right? And, and obviously starting in a small town, I think uh, when we were looking up Whitehorse, it was a lot smaller than we thought, right? Thinking oh, yeah. one of the biggest towns up there. Is it true that there's two McDonald's in Whitehorse? Would you know that? There's only been one two? when I was there. There's only one. There's only I looked one it up and they said there. there was two. Well, one and a half. One was in a Walmart. So call that call oh, no. it what it is. Then we have two. I forgot about Walmart <laughs> McDonald's. Walmart McDonald's, does that count though? Like if you're in a Walmart McDonald's, you're hard up. You know, like that's not a great place to be. You've just like been dragged out in a Walmart. You're grinding. I feel like, yeah, that's that's probably one of the only places that you can still get a McFlurry, though. So I stand by that. Like <laughs> I, I take it all back. One of the only places where the machines work. We'll that's, give it. We'll give it a point five of a McDonald's. Yeah, that's where yeah. you go. Drop two hundred dollars on groceries and then go pick yeah. yourself up dinner as a celebration. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, be like I'm a responsible shopper. I deserve McDonald's. That's right. That's a good one. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I listen to the show every day just because I'm out driving Thanks, and I man. and I enjoy you guys and I enjoy your guests. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Daniele does an amazing job with with all the guests that you guys do end up having. And what do you think is the chemistry between you and Ben? Because there is something there that you guys work really well off each other. So, like, did it click right away? And what do you think is there that you guys can just work so well together? So, again, like, I worked really hard when I first got to the station. And I mean, still now that makes it seem like I don't now, but... Uh, I think both of us have a real foundation in love of sports and we're really friends. Like I really care about the guy. He really cares about me. We talk all the time on the phone. A lot of times we have to actually shut up on the phone because you don't want to burn stuff up for the show. And I actually think that sometimes the worst things we do are when we get really excited and we call each other and talk about something and then try to replicate it on the show. And it feels choppy because, you know, you've talked to this person about it before. So it's this weird balance of having a friendship with somebody that's based in sport, but then trying to capture it while you're on air. So I think that weirdly um, the best stuff we do is prepared because we're preparing for stuff by watching it and thinking about our opinions, but then coming onto the mic and just letting that natural friendship and trusting that friendship that the two of us are going to be able to make it work and that the two of us are going to be prepared and that the two of us are going to be knowledgeable. And so Um, both of us have really high standards. We both always believed in what podcasts we're going to become and the growth of podcasts in general. We've always tried to make our radio show a podcast on the radio, which I hope resonates with people. Um, but I'll be honest, like a lot of it is just that Ben is a really good dude who, um, is patient because, you know, I can be a handful and I'm thinking about a million different things all the time. And that guy directs a lot of traffic. And so the brain is constantly spinning up stuff. And Benny's really good at kind of 
putting that into a place where those things can happen. He also is like someone who's worked in the industry longer than me and is older than me and gives me all the room that I need on the show to be able to give all the opinions that I have, which is incredible, man. Like it, it really is. So yeah, just honestly, I'm, I'm super grateful for the guy. And I know that sounds cheesy, but he's really, really uh, just a great guy and a like perfect teammate and a good friend. And I think that the feelings that we have for one another are pretty mutual. So when we get on air and we just talk sports, it's like, that's the guy I want to talk sports with. Now, you talk about hard work a lot and, and how you got to where you were. And when we talked to Ben, it was the same thing. It's all about the hard work. And, and even when we were trying to set up this interview, having to go a couple nights because you're watching the hockey game, you're watching this. Mm. When we talked to Ben, it was the same thing. It's like, I can fit it in, but I got to be watching this game. And it's not because you need to do that for prep. It is. But when, ben, when we talked to Ben and when we're talking to you, it's also because you're sports guys. I'm going to be watching it anyways. Mm. Right. So now I need yeah. to take in everything I can and bring it to the radio tomorrow. I think that there's a couple of things I really strongly believe about this business is that if you want to be something in 2021, you have to do something that it used to be when you showed up, you had limited options and you had people in front of you and there was like, oh, I'm a writer. Well, you can only write on the newspaper. Oh, I'm a radio host. Well, I can only get a spot, so many spots at a radio station. Look at what you guys are doing right now, right? And how you've already branched this out, like you said, to television. And that's how this happens. This is what you have to do. You have to make these opportunities for yourself in media. Keep grinding away those hours. Keep putting stuff down on film, stuff down on tape, getting better at your craft. I honestly think that I'm so much better at this job a couple from two years ago, I bet you if you would have listened to my tape and you tried to play it for me, I'd cry. I'd actually cry and be so embarrassed. I'd beg you, it'd be blackmail. You could have got me to do this show for free by just saying, hey, buddy, we're going to play what you sounded like two years ago on air for other people to consume unless you do this show and pay us money. And I would have been asking you for Venmos. So I think you just need to keep doing and people make a lot of excuses, but ultimately all you really need is a internet connection, a cell phone, a, a computer, access to a computer. You know, it's just, it's a totally different era. And so I think if you really want it in this business, you have to have a couple of things. And one is actual work ethic to know that you're turning a passion into work, but you can no longer treat it just like your passion. Like for me, it was really hard giving up my Sundays that used to be just like, um, well, I guess it's legal now, weed and beer. And turning that into, you know, sitting down and recording multiple games and rolling through and knowing you got a Raptors game in the morning that you got to play somewhere else so you can watch. If you're going to watch your Seahawks play a crappy team that nobody cares about, then you need to know that you're going to have to find time to watch some other games and generate opinions about what people actually care about. And maybe there's a base like, you know, maybe there's something else that night. All of a sudden you're rolling it in. You got to get things down on tape. You got to prep for your interviews. Like it's a really time consuming business that doesn't have a lot of safety nets and has a lot of competition and not a ton of money, not the same amount that there used to be. So I think that some people are just naturally incredible and they can just step off, you know, uh, court or a place of being a general manager and they're intelligent. They know the games, but for guys like us who want to be a part of these things, I think that it really is a lot about, trying to get a little bit better, treating it like it is work. And again, not just your passion. And yeah, again, just 
again, cliche, but the Malcolm Gladwell thing of trying to get those 10,000 hours and just keep getting those reps, get a little bit better, try to improve a little bit every once in a while, not be too hard on yourself. And you have to love it. You have to sit there at the end of the day and not feel like watching 10 hours of television some days felt like crazy work that you enjoyed it. Like today, I just watched Italy play soccer. I don't even care about soccer, but I still watch it because it was a big game. Then I watched some of the match because I got to watch a little bit of the match. I got to know what's going on. Fire up some Blue Jays on a walk home, walk home with it, do the interview with you guys, leave, finish the Jays, and then rip out the NBA finals. Like, that's what you got to do. You got to know. I don't feel comfortable going on places if I actually don't know. Yeah, I think that's what people didn't understand. And, and we were guilty of it too. You don't understand until you start things up. And all of a sudden you have radio stations, TV stations that are, are looking for content. And now you're watching, you have to watch these games, but you're not just watching as a fan either, because you have to form opinions. And these opinions have to be like semi thought out, because if you just go on and spew whatever comes to your mind, you're going to go nowhere and you're going to say something that's stupid. Now you're going to lose audience because you, you need to formulate opinions that just make sense and like you're watching in different ways and you're making like you said you're making sure you're watching all these sports like it, it's not just people look at it and say okay well you're on from nine to noon maybe you have a, a pre and post wrap and and that's it and then you go home like no then you have so much more you have to do so that you can be on the biggest station for you in, in canada and you know talk about sports every day yeah uh, i do think though that it's really important to keep the passion and I always tell people that if you really don't love it, then you should leave because it's, it's not to be a jerk. It's to try and save you from a ton of hours and what is not going to be as financially rewarding for a lot of other professions that you can grab. This like is something where, <laughs> right. But that's, but even I always say that someone who works at a bank you know, you're going to work there for a certain amount of years and then you're going to get a promotion. There's a lot of places that you can go work where you put in the amount of time and it results in automatic monetary gains. And with this business, it's just like, it's not linear like that. You, I know guys who have spent 20 years in the business that are still, you know, grinding and clawing away for something. And I know people who have just started and because they love it and they figured out a creative way of expressing themselves or instant successes, right? But ultimately, I think what, you need to have to stand out is the ability to connect with people who also care about sports. And so for us, that was one of our main goals was to say, I want to make sure that this is a show for fans. This isn't a show for Twitter. This isn't a show for some elitists. This is supposed to be a show that sports fans listen to and they can hear themselves in the show that you can hear two friends having a conversation and think to yourself, this is the kind of stuff that I would talk about with my friend. And that's the kind of stupid thing that he would say and if, or she would say, and I would hold them accountable for it. And we would have a laugh. And then we would keep talking about whatever the Jays bullpen, how it pisses you off, that it's a cool place to be frustrated. It's a cool place to be happy. I really do believe it brings people together. And this is just one of those ways is that you bring people together through conversation and if you can replicate that, if you can have that and be earnest about it and actually care about it, then I, I do believe you can have a good product. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. And, and the best thing is that, Thanks. especially listening to your show, there's times where, you know, you or, or Ben will say something and, and in my head, I either quickly agree with you or disagree with you. And when you're making yeah. your points, I'm fighting with you in my own head. And I think that's <laughs> I love that. exactly what, you, what needs to happen because you, you feel like you're involved in the conversation, if that makes sense. You're involved in it, even, Dude, though, I do. even though you guys have no idea who's listening, but I feel I like I'm involved in it. 
No, first of all, I love the medium. I don't really listen to a lot of sports shows just because I find it, I don't want it to ever bleed into my own work that you get to, like, I probably would have started my career just wanting to be, you know, Bill Simmons. And then I'd hear somebody else and want to be that. Like, I've just had different heroes in this business. I, I remember just being such a huge fan of Nick Kiprios when I first started listening to like hockey sports talk radio. And you do catch yourself sometimes, especially when you're developing your own voice. And I still think that I am biting things. Right. And it's not a conscious decision. You just find yourself talking with somebody and you say something. And then all of a sudden you realize, ah, damn, I'm almost doing an impression of somebody else that I love or, um, if I have an opinion and I hear somebody else had it, I automatically am such a contrarian that I don't want to have the same take as someone else that I I'm like, Oh crap, I got to get a new thing. So as long as I'm not always listening to so many other people, it's, it's funny, the podcasts I usually listen to that are sports related. I listen long after that news cycle happened. I'll listen to 31 thoughts because I just, I really respect Merrick and Friedman. They're just two of the best in our entire business. They're just like incredibly talented guys who also have a crazy amount of work ethic and passion. And I'll listen back to episodes of theirs from six months before <laughs> and I'll have it. And I'll be like, all oh, right, this is what was going on at the time. I totally forgot about this just because I like to hear um, some of the best do it. But I listen to a lot of stand-up comics and I do the same thing when they're having conversations about things. I love listening to comics and them talking about their craft, them making jokes with one another. And I feel the same way when I'm listening to those, where if they're telling a stupid story about college, I try to like load up a stupid story about college in my brain and feel like I want to chip into the conversation. It's like, uh, I think that's the beauty of this medium is that you really do feel like you're a part of it and that your brain churns and you have the conversation with the people that you're doing it with. And you feel like, you know, them, that's the nicest compliment I can ever get is when I do meet people who listen, or I talk to people online or whatever, and you realize sometimes how much they know about you. And you think, ah, oh, that's really thoughtful and cool that you would remember a bunch of these different things and that you would know this about me because that's basically kind of like a friendship. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing because Tyler, like he said, he listens to you every day. And mm. when he said that we were going to bring on Ben the first time, and then when he said he was going to bring you on, he said, these guys are like us. He said they fight. Yeah. They argue. Good. The guys talk in sports. And I think that's I what you were going to say. He listens to you every day. I hate your guts. And <laughs> that's where I thought he was going too. No. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to get steamy. I was like, first, first a red he, shirt yeah. today, like Tiger Woods on a Sunday. Like, okay, I'm going to take you down, man. Let's go. First, he calls me a Toronto six. And now he's going to tell me he hates me. This has been great. Thanks yeah. for having me guys. No, but that's what, that's kind of where the show even kind of came from was a, in, in a way, a replica of you guys, because I just felt like, it was the way of that we should be going. And like you said, a podcast form, but I don't want to spend too much time on the background because we're getting short on time. So yeah. I want to move to basketball cool, because sure, I, I know you love basketball. So I, I have a feeling that the NBA, it, there's a shift going on. Something's happening here where we're losing our older stars and we're starting to, to try and find our younger star within the game. You know, there's a lot of guys who have their, you know, their, their name in the hat to be picked as the new star of the NBA when yep. LeBron finally flames out and who knows when it's going to be, who knows like what's going to happen. So I want to know who you think that next star could be, who, who is really grabs you every night. And it's, it's a must watch in the NBA right now. So 
I think that the most talented young player is Luka Doncic. But I worry about whether his team is going to be able to get good enough soon enough to take advantage of that, like, right away. Maybe there's still going to be a couple of years where Durant and the Brooklyn Nets run the league and that LeBron is still hovering around and that it's not quite Luka's league yet. But he feels like the most likely guy to just take over because I just – he has a unique game. He's got a real personality. Um, and he plays a position and in a way that is not only unique, but I think that if you look at historically throughout basketball, guys end up winning. Like the best wing players in the game, the best like oversized guard type players like Luka Doncic, they win championships. It's why I've always said I'd rather be an Oilers fan than a Leafs fan because they have Connor McDavid. And if you look through the history of hockey, the best players win. I always ask people like, who's the best player that never won a Stanley Cup? And that's kind of how I feel about Luka Doncic is like his game is the most complete from an offensive standpoint and it's an offensive league. But I really think this was a breakout for Trey Young in a pretty crazy way because sports and basketball especially have suffered from this thing for a while where everyone feels like guys are looking for super teams and guys are a little too friendly with each other. And Trey Young is not only this spectacular player with an incredible shot and unbelievable vision of a court, he's got a unique look and he talks a ton of junk to other players, but he backed it up this season. Like everybody, myself included, used to rip on Trey because it didn't seem like that guy was ever going to win a basketball game. Like he couldn't play defense. He reminded me of Lou Williams. I used to think that he was just like going to be Lou Williams with a deeper three-point shot and more assist making. And now he looks like, I don't know, one of the top 12 guys that I would want to take in the NBA right now, especially build a team. And I just think like his combination of flair for the dramatic, uh, sense of a big stage, look, style, attitude, ability that, and the fact that he was traded for Luca and they're in different conferences and that they're always going to kind of be tied in this cool way. it, It really does feel to me anyways, that, we're kind of on the cusp of those guys being no one's ever going to be magic and bird. And I don't think that Trey is that good, but kind of the like East coast, West coast representatives for young fans who fall in love with players more than teams as to almost like the avatar you love. So I do think it's those two guys. Yeah. I think we're starting to see, like Mitty said, that shifts where I don't think LeBron is the guy anymore. I think his time has kind of passed. We're starting to see these young stars rise to the top. I want to touch on the Raptors quickly before we have to go. The Raptors moving up big in the draft this year from seven to four. Now, this is a big draft year for the Raptors because I think we know who's going to go number one, but two, three, four, like you don't know who you're going to get. It's just going to come down to who's there. That's probably who you're going to take. Yeah. I, I really love the position they're in. I I actually think that it changes the outlook of the franchise right now. I've talked about this on the show for a little while, just about how when stuff like this happens, it really does change the amount of paths that you can take as a franchise. And to me, the Raptors are now in a really good spot where if they can add a couple of more young pieces, they can sort of have a, a retool on the fly here and build a younger team that is more ready to actually compete for championships, just pushing it down the line a couple of years. But 
my hope with the four pick ultimately is that they get the best player available, that they don't overthink it, that they don't try and take a guy that they believe could have um, maybe the highest upside, but is going to need to be worked on in a certain way. Like I, I want them to take the guy who they think is the best with the highest superstar potential out of the highest locks of dudes. I, I based on everybody I've talked to, this just feels like one of those drafts where there's basically six consensus guys that are very much at the top. There's been this kind of back and forth recently between number five and six, between someone named Scotty Barnes from Florida state and a guy named Jonathan Kaminga who played in the G league, but that the top four is pretty set. And when that many people say that the top four is set and it's that consensus, the scary thing is always the team that does the overthink and takes one of the other guys in the next tier. And that's all I'm hoping that the Raptors don't do. Go out and get one of the next leaders of your franchise. I think it's going to be between the two Jalen's Suggs and uh, I'm blank green green. Green, And those two guys are essentially going to be the backcourt with Fred Van Vliet moving forward as the two starters. And if they get one of those two guys and that ends up being the scenario, I, man, I think this Raptor season is going to be incredibly entertaining, especially with the idea that they're going to have Gary Trent Jr. potentially as a backup on this team. And then Malachi Flynn coming off the bench as a point guard. Like that's three guys that are, or sorry, that's three guys that are going to be under 24 years old with a point guard that looks like he's ready to kind of take up the mantle as this team's next Kyle Lowry. Now you kind of answered my question there. We got to be really quick with it because we're up against the clock. But does moving up and then more importantly, I think who they get, does that affect the Maasai decision? And does that affect the Kyle Lowry decision? Those, those two that are hanging over the Raptors right now, does who they take and the fact that they moved up affect those two? So I just trust Michael Grange when it comes to Maasai because he's always been the most close to the Raptors out of everybody I know. And his belief is 95% that Maasai Ujiri returns. And who knows how long that is, but it really does seem the guy's still working with the Raptors right now. And if he's doing that, I have a hard time believing that in a couple of weeks, what it's like less than 20 days until the NBA draft, that he's all of a sudden going to abandon ship and not be a part of this process. So I do think that it helps Masai Ujiri because the guy wants to win and the guy now has a piece that helps you win more. As regards to Lowry, I, I, I listen, I love Kyle Lowry. I think everybody in the city does, but to me, the Raptors kind of blew their opportunity to part ways with the guy and bring something back. The whole fan base went through it with the goodbye Kyle Lowry saga and all that game that happened against the Nuggets, the win, everything that happened. And now it just feels like if you draft a guard in this draft, which it looks like you should with one of your top four picks, you took a first round pick guard last year. You made a Trent for Gary Trent Jr. You invested in Fred Van Vliet. Eventually, some point, this team is going to have to move on from Kyle Lowry. And as uncomfortable as it may be, I'm not really sure it makes sense for either party. To me, the Raptors need to look themselves in the eye and realize that they're not going to win a championship next year. And for Kyle Lowry, I think that he needs to understand that maybe returning to Toronto would be more of a sentimental choice. And if he really wants to stack his Hall of Fame resume with more championships, that he's probably going to have to do it in, I would say, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, or in Miami. Well, JD, listen, we're out of time today. We really thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And hopefully when we're uh, not out of time, we can chat again sometime soon. Uh, All the best. Thank you uh, once again. Anytime, guys. Thanks so much for having me. And I, I really do appreciate all the kind words. That was great. 
I'm Dave Middleton, a proud Sun Life Financial Advisor, and I've got some fantastic ideas for the money that's building up in your bank account due to COVID-19. Make more and protect more. Visit sunlife.ca slash dave.middleton. Goldline Curling is proud to support the Port Elgin Chrysler 2022 Ontario Tankard in Saugeen Shores. Powered by Bruce Power, February 9th through 13th at the Plex in Port Elgin. Goldline Curling, the choice of champions. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Smitty and Mitty Show, big thank you to J.D. Bunkus for joining us. That was earlier on and about two days before Mitty uh, would welcome his baby girl into this world. Welcome to the Smitty and Mitty Show. Like I said, just Noah, just Smitty here this week as Mitty is off with his new baby girl. And, of course, really exciting. He was able to join me for that interview with J.D. because we recorded it, like, I think 24, maybe maybe even less than that hours before his girl was born. So I'm um, able to bang that one out right away. Uh, very exciting to talk to J.D. Bunkus. Like I said, we talked to his co-host Ben Ennis earlier on on the Smitty and Mitty show, so excited to talk to the other co-host of Good Show and J.D. Bunkus, talk about where he came from, the challenges coming from Whitehorse, coming to Ontario to focus on his career, and the eventual career switch over to broadcasting. So big thanks to J.D. for joining us. Exciting to talk to him uh, a little bit about basketball. Honestly, we didn't talk about as much basketball as we wanted to. We wanted to dig into the Raptors, what they were going to do in the draft, the basketball, uh, the world of basketball as we know it now, some upcoming Olympics as well. So some things we didn't get to talk to with JD this week. Speaking of the Olympics, it looks like with everything going on that finally Tokyo is actually changing their original ruling that they were going to allow local fans into the Olympic Games. And uh, with the state of emergency going on over there, it looks like they're not going to get any fans into the Games. And I wonder if this is going to be for Olympic athletes, right? Obviously, you dream of going to the Olympics and, and getting to play at one of the highest levels across the board and, and with countries that you don't normally get to face I wonder if there's going to be people who don't want to go, right? If there's going to be people who don't want to go to the Olympics because there's not going to be fans. It's not going to be the normal atmosphere that they've dreamed of going about. Obviously, they're there to compete. They're there to win. They're there to do their best and represent their country. But I wonder with all these people not being able to be in the buildings, if that's going to change. I mean, we talked about it, and I know Mitty said earlier uh, a couple weeks ago, you wonder if people aren't going to go because they don't feel safe. And I'm wondering if people aren't going to go because they just don't see it as a normal Olympic year. Skip out this year, and maybe you can go back. I mean, they're already delayed a year, right? So now it's only a three-year wait until the next Olympics. I think we're going to see a lot of people that might just do that and and skip out on the Olympics this year. Have at it three years from now. Go at it and, and try to make your return to the Olympics in three years. Anyways, I'm going to keep things kind of short here because, like I said, Tyler away, and uh, to be honest with you, a fairly busy weekend for myself uh, with baseball baseball games starting up this weekend. So thank you for listening to the podcast this week. A big thank you to J.D. Bunkus for joining us earlier on and uh, to talk about his career, talk about sports, and talk about basketball. Uh, Hopefully we get a chance to talk to him again in the future. Big thanks to producer Kevin, who not only is helping us produce everything behind the scenes, but joined me on the radio show this week on 560 CFOS and St. Mary's Radio. 
SnafRadio.com. So he joined me there to talk uh, to David Sis as well, a new SNAF member of the Owen Sound Attack, to talk about uh, his role. So big thanks to producer Kevin for hopping on, helping out this week, and uh, joining in whenever he can with Mitty out of the lineup for a little bit more. Um, so big thanks to Kev. Big thanks to our sponsors as well, Goldline Curling, the choice of champions, and Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial in Kincardine. Life's brighter under the sun, making this show possible every week. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to talk to you again here on the Smitty and Mini Show.